Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast recapping, ribbing, and reflecting on death rituals, betrayal, and secrets in Mystic Falls, Virginia. My name is Beth. I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Claire, and we have a very special guest today, Allie, who also happens to be my younger sister and watched The Vampire Diaries way before I did. So welcome, Allie. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, listeners. Um, My name is Allie. I'm Beth's youngest sister. I'm here in town hanging out. from Connecticut, so I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan, so this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Allie does listen to all of our episodes, and we greatly appreciate that. Yes, we do. <laughs> what, what's your favorite moment of the podcast so far? Oh, man. Um, it might have to be when you called Steph and Stephanie. That's just... I was just I, thinking that. I think that it's a fan favorite. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Yeah. My favorite moment is when Claire told everyone the story about how I asked the French guy if he ate corn on the cob in oh, Paris. Oh, yeah. That, that, that one's amazing. Oh, yeah. God. That's just one of my favorite memories of my life. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. A lot happened this episode. It's called The Sun Also Rises. Very fancy literary reference. I forget. Who wrote that? It's uh, Hemingway, right? It was Hemingway. That's what I thought. I think. Yeah. Am I going to sound really stupid? No, I'm pretty sure sure. sure it was was Hemingway. (laughs) That makes sense because there's a lot of, like, male douchery in this episode. So Hemingway all the way. Big time. It's everywhere. Yeah, so a lot goes down in this episode. So we kind of pick off, pick up where we left (laughs) off um, at the end of last episode where... Tyler has turned into a werewolf. A really cute puppy. I know. He's all black. He is cute. but He's so much cuter as a puppy than he is as a human. He really is. When Mm -hmm. he turns back into the human, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Tyler has transitioned, and he's down in the weird slave dungeon, a.k.a. the basement, um, and Matt and Caroline are down there with him, and Tyler's like trying to get out of this pent-up cage so that he can pretty much kill Caroline and Matt and Matt's like freaking out he's like listen Caroline you're not strong enough to hold the door let me help and she's like no Matt I got this right um and then Matt just like gets scared and fucking shoots Tyler (laughs) rude I know although I hope this won't offend you if you turn into a werewolf and were trying to kill me I might shoot you too I won't shoot to kill No, I understand. I just, I felt so bad because when Tyler Puppy got shot, he was like, ow! Yeah, it was like a whimper. It was so sad. And then he like curled up in a ball on the floor (laughs) and Caroline was like, all right, he's wounded, let's go. Mm. And Matt just wanted to stay there and keep shooting him, which was weird. Yeah. Like, what terms are Matt and Tyler on with each other now? I think they were on okay terms when Tyler left town. I think they were because Tyler was like saying his final goodbyes and Matt wasn't so mad that he had made out with his mom. (laughs) I think at that point he was mostly mad that he thought that Tyler and Caroline were a thing. Right. He had forgotten about the mom. (laughs) One issue at a time. Yeah. I mean, one of those is a way worse offense. I'm sorry. It is. Uh, Shout out to Julie Cooper. (laughs) So Caroline's like, no, take my hand, Matt, we're going. So they sneak past little injured puppy Tyler and get out of that dungeon. Right. And then 
we leave those guys and hop over to Alaric's apartment where Catherine is still fucking holed up and Damon's there and they're looking over his werewolf bite and things are progressing. It's not looking good. No, it's really gross. It's not as big of a bite as Rose had from Jules back in the day, but it looks equally gross. Yeah. A better location for applying bandages, though. Although, spoiler alert, in this episode, there's never a bandage on that wound. He's just hiding it under his, like, fancy suit. I know. And people don't notice. He has to, like, expose it to them, which is... Yeah. He's wearing long sleeves. We don't know what season it is still, Mm. so maybe that's appropriate. (laughs) Maybe it's not. Right. Yeah, so... Catherine's like, well, fuck, that's what a werewolf bite looks like? Uh, not so bad. And he's like, it'll get worse. Because he knows firsthand. Yeah, he's seen it take down people. R.I.P. Rose. <laughs> so he's going to leave, and Catherine's like, 145 years and no goodbye? Like, yeah. Why do you care, Catherine? Shut up. And why do you think you deserve one? <laughs> like, she's been so mean to Damon. Yeah. And Damon's currently really mad at her because... As she followed Klaus's order to call Aunt Jenna and lure her out of the house. And she didn't have to because she was on Romaine. And Catherine's like, listen, it was me or her who's going to die. And I chose her because I'm Catherine. And that is my entire thing. Yep. And Damon's like, how could you live like this? And she's like, listen, I didn't let love get in the way. And he's like, well, enjoy your eternity alone, you be. So... They're not on great terms. Who knows if they'll ever see each other again. Oh, yeah, right. Is this the last we see of Catherine in this episode? It is. Yeah, I thought so. So we don't know what she's getting up to, but everybody else gets up to a lot coming up. Starting with Aunt Jenna, who is still in the creepy woods by the quarry and has just been turned into a vampire. And... Elena's kind of slowly talking her through it because she doesn't remember what happened. She just remembers drinking Klaus's blood. Yeah, she doesn't really understand what's happening until Elena's, like, walking her through it, and she is shook, to say the least. She is. It, when she, like, realizes, it kind of clicks. She's like, oh my god, I'm a vampire, and it's so sad. Mm. And things start escalating pretty quickly after that. Yeah. She's not a full vampire yet because she hasn't drank any human blood, so she hasn't completed the transition. And Elena's trying to be like, oh, it's going to be fine. I'm going to get you out of this. Like, don't worry. Basically mothering Aunt Jenna once again. Yeah. (laughs) And Greta is still there, and she's like, no, you're not. And she puts Elena in a ring of fire. (laughs) Yes. And because she has spend any time at all with Elena she knows that she has to tell her it's magic fire so she won't be able to run through it as <laughs> she probably would try to yeah she thought about it a few times throughout the episode for sure yeah. so Greta then takes this rock and slices open her wrist I'm like you couldn't have like gotten an exacto knife or something like I know you're gonna need like 10 tetanus shots <laughs> the things witches will do for theatrics seriously and Elena's just like, Aunt Jenna, no, don't do it. You can resist. And Jenna does not even try. No, (laughs) she, like, considers it for a second, and then she just goes for it. Yeah, it's like a five-second thought. And then Greta, like, puts Aunt Jenna in the ring of fire after she's done feeding. Yep. So there are two fire rings, both with some upset ladies in them. 
What confused me is that I thought witches were different than humans. Like, I didn't know that drinking witch blood would turn you. I think witches, since they're, like, mortal, they're just, like, humans with powers. Yeah. Oh, right. The ring wouldn't work on them, I don't think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, none of the rules really make sense. They're just whatever the show needs them to be. (laughs) Yeah, they just make it up as they go. Totally. Yeah. And it's our job to try to make sense of it. Yeah. And we get, like, a sad moment when Elena's just, like, reassuring Aunt Jenna, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's really sad. Yeah. It is. And then we go to something else Mm -hmm. sad. Yes. The witch basement, Uh, where Jeremy and Bonnie are still hanging out. Of course they are. How long have they been in there? I know. Which equates to how long has it been since they showered? Well, they have everything they need because they have MiFi. True. MiFi can definitely clean your body. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I feel like it's been at least a week that they've been down there, right? right? It's been a while. A lot of shit has happened. But they look pristine. They did. Why is Jeremy down there? He's just keeping Bonnie company? I guess that probably they've just been fucking this whole time. Oh, my Much as I hate to say it. We don't need this. No. Well, Jeremy's there, and he's acting like he's, like, a worthy contributor to, like, the research that they're doing. He's like, come on, Bonnie, there has to be something in here. Like, just expecting her to, like, pull something out of nowhere. (laughs) I know. Yeah, they're looking for a spell to keep Elena from turning into a vampire, because that would be the worst thing, apparently. Right. And is there, is this when they have, like, a little back and forth about how it seemed like Emily had a thing for Jonathan Gilbert? Or is that later? I think that's later. Yeah. But that it's was basically like really an extension of this discussion. Yeah, that is really weird. We might as well talk about it now. There's okay. this comment where... Bonnie says that Emily Bennett had a thing for Jonathan Gilbert. I'm like, we never saw any of that in the flashbacks. It was all about Pearl. Yeah. And Jonathan Gilbert. And also, I refuse to believe that multiple badass ladies in 1864 were thirsty for Jonathan Gilbert. He sucked. I know, he did. He was the worst. And also, I think that Emily was alive after Pearl, so... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she had a crush on him at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, because if she had a crush on him after he killed all those people, well, vampires. Yeah. And his sons. <laughs> oh, wait, no, <laughs> not his sons. I'm thinking of Giuseppe. Oh, okay. All white yeah. men are the same to me. <laughs> I can't keep them straight. Oh, my God. <sighs> Shout out, Giuseppe. I just like saying your stupid name. It is stupid. So I think everybody's kind of like hanging out at the witch house this week to do their plans, which seems like a bad idea because they're trying to hide the fact that Bonnie's still alive and yet they're all hanging out there like what if Klaus has people following them yeah I was thinking the same thing like it seems like a major misstep that Klaus doesn't realize that Bonnie's dead like he should have been able to figure it out she's alive or that she's alive yeah (laughs) I know that Bonnie's alive at least (laughs) sorry everyone jeez so I think like upstairs they're talking about the plan it's uh it's a lark stefan and elijah and then damon calls them there's some kind of calling conversation but the just as that we learn that the way bonnie is going to survive this is that she's going to like do all the fancy kill plow spells up until he's at the brink of death and then elijah will swoop in and finish the job yep and like why are we hearing about this for the first time now that seems weird 
I know. They also give us like some deets about how Klaus has to kill the wolf first and then the vampire first and then the doppelganger and it has to align with the phases of the moon so that he can transition at the right time and all of this other bullshit. It seems way too complicated. Why doesn't he just like take a vacation? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is just too much. Like, it's so long. It's so much to keep track of. Just get like a wolf mask and pretend you're a werewolf when you're killing people. You're still a vampire. I know. And the most powerful one at that. <sighs> Klaus just has to be extra. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's when Damon calls right. and tells Stefan, hey, guess what? And Jenna's gonna be the vampire sacrifice sorry everyone and Stefan's like making this horrified face while staring at Alaric and was like oh right Alaric cares about Jenna I had forgotten (laughs) this affects him I feel like there was a lot of good acting in this episode and Mm. Alaric was not contributing he he was bad in this episode maybe he always is but we just don't expect more of him (laughs) Yeah, he seemed kind of chill about everything. Like, he was supposed to be upset, but it wasn't really coming through in his eyes. No. He, like, there's this one moment where he, or we'll, we'll get to that one when we do. <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah. And then I think we go back to Aunt Jenna feeling her vampire fantasy. Right. So, everybody at the quarry having a good time. <laughs> Aunt Jenna's in a ring of fire. She's so scared. And I think we have more, like, conversation back with, Elena and Jenna, right? Yeah, they're like talking through what being a vampire feels like. And Aunt Jenna's like, I feel weird and I also feel like I want to turn everything off. Yeah. And Elena tells her about the humanity switch and how she can turn off all her feelings. I'm sure that won't come up later. <laughs> and then suddenly we hear some annoying lady screaming and it's Jules. Hey girl, hey. So we know that she was captured as the backup werewolf last week mm-hmm. because it couldn't get Tyler. Yeah, so she is in a lot of pain and she's like, what the fuck did you do to me? Because Greta's like dragging her toward the fire. She's like, oh, I cast a spell to slow down your transformation. So your insides are trying to tear themselves apart. Isn't that fun? Like, I hate Greta. Like, what is her deal? Oh, my God. I don't know. She sucks. She is the worst. Mm-hmm. She's really enthusiastic about sucking. And that sounds like that's what somebody said, but <laughs> it's true. So now we've got three people in Rings of Fire, right? Because Greta puts yeah. jewels in one. Mm-hmm. And what really bugs me about this is that I think that the Rings of Fire should be overlapping like a Venn diagram for some reason, but they're not. They're just like... In a triangle. Yeah, I agree. It'd be like, what would be the like descriptions in the overlapping things of the Venn diagram between these three ladies? Wow. Like, stupid Elena and Aunt Jenna overlapping. <laughs> I can't think of others. Women. Well, yeah, at the middle. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Oh, God, we uh, sure will. And then we go back to the Caroline and Matt party. Ugh. Matt. Yeah, Matt. Why is Matt? Why are Matt's? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is still a fucking confusing storyline for me, but yeah. pretty much Matt is ready to drop the details about what's been going on. Yeah, they're back at Tyler's house for some reason hiding, and Matt's like, there's no way we can protect ourselves here. He can get us if he wants to. I'm like, well, then you're not safe anywhere. Like, 
<laughs> right. closet or something. It'll at least take a while. Don't be such a Debbie Downer. But yeah, he is kind of worked up and Caroline's asking him, like, how did you even know that I was a vampire? He's like, I've been spying. Oh, like yeah. Creep. Right, and then Caroline is like, listen, I compelled you to forget. Like, how could you possibly remember? And he's like, oh, I've been drinking Vervain this whole time so that I could get back to your mom. She knows too, P.S. <laughs> oh, my God. This delivery, I was like, oh, she's just like, he's just like, oh, yeah, your mom knows too. <laughs> yeah. And then he wants to continue the conversation and not follow up at all. He just wants to, like, have a game plan. Like, he didn't just drop some, some like, life-shattering news. Yeah, and Caroline's like, uh, what does my mom think of this whole situation? Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know, I don't think she knows what to do with you. She's she always hated vampires. She grew up hating vampires. All these people grew up hating vampires, and now they're all horrible. They are. And many vampires are horrible, but don't be a vampire racist. It ain't right. And I think what... I forget whether it's Stefan or Caroline who says this. They're like, let's keep trying not to get mauled to death by our friend. <laughs> right. And I just thought that was really funny. Like, sometimes there are lines on this show that, like, seem totally normal within the show, but then you think about it like any other show. Oh, yeah, we're going to get mauled to death by our by friend. Our friend. <laughs> uh, That's why I love this show. Everything is so ridiculous. I know. Especially Matt. Fuck you, Matt. Yeah. So then I think we head over to the Salvators, where Damon is walking around the house, feeling bad for himself, looking at his werewolf bite. So it's like getting progressively worse throughout the episode. So we get a good shot of it here. And he hears a frantic knock at the door and, and walks over. And who the hell is it? Hey, Uncle John. No. Boo. I know. And my question in this scene is, where has Uncle John been? Because he comes and he's like, what's going on? Elena hasn't been answering my calls. Like, what the fuck? I thought that when they had that heart-to-heart after Isabel set herself on fire, that she asked him to stay in town. So I assumed he would still be staying at their house. But did he, like, rent an apartment? Did he find the nicest foreclosure in town? (laughs) I feel like he has to still be at the Gilberts. But... It seemed like he had been trying to call her for days or something, and we haven't seen him in a few episodes. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Well, Elena has been over at the Salvatores. That's true. I forgot she owns it now. Yeah. (laughs) John should have just stuck to his guns that because Elena is his daughter that he owns Jenna's house now, and (laughs) he could have just stuck to it. That's how property works. Yeah, valid. He is a man. (laughs) He isn't entitled to this home. But, yeah, he wants to know what the fuck is up, and Damon's like, oh, you're too late. Klaus already has her. The sacrifice is tonight. No big deal. And Uncle John is like, what? And Damon's like, hey, don't worry. She's not going to really die because I made her drink my blood, so she'll come back as a vampire. He just drops that bomb on Uncle John. (laughs) And Uncle John's like, the whole point of you is that you were going to protect her and not let anything bad happen to her. And now you're going to turn her into a vampire? You've ruined her life. Yeah. I'm like, Caroline's life wasn't ruined. Like, everybody acts like Elena becoming a vampire would be the worst possible thing to happen. And yeah, it sucks that, like, she didn't get to make that choice. But, like, she'll be alive. She can adjust. Yeah. Why is it 
such an outrage. I totally agree. I feel like I would want my loved one around in some sort of capacity more than I would want them dead and gone forever. I guess it depends. Like, yeah, she should be pissed off. People should be mad at Damon. But I don't know. In the realm of this show, people have done far worse things that have gone uncommented on. (laughs) Uh, So true. But whatever. I guess that's how we're feeling about it. But Damon's like, Irene, I know. I took away her choice. Everything's bad. I get it. I've already heard this story. Mm -hmm. So Uncle John is now in on the plan. And I guess they head over together to the witch house at this point. I think but so. we don't see that because we have to see the beginning of the ritual. Yeah. We've been building up to this for so long and it's finally begun. Klaus is on the scene. Fire's burning. The moonstone's there. Greta's being an asshole. Yeah. So Klaus like pulls out the moonstone and he's like handing it over to Greta. And she's like, great. And then she just drops it onto a tree stump and it just lights on fire. It sure does. And that tree stump, I think, like, evolves into a cauldron at some point. Like, there's a dip in it. Because there's definitely, like, boiling fluids happening at some point later. So I don't really know what the hell that's about. But he's like, I've I've been searching for the moonstone for 500 years. It's hard to let go of it. And she's just like, plop, and it, like, sets on fire. (laughs) Crikey. So things are starting. Um, Jules is first on the chopping block. Uh, so they remove the ring of fire from her. And she like desperately looks over at Elena. is like, everything I did was to help Tyler. Don't hate me. I just didn't want her to be alone. Excuse me. Yeah. Shooting Caroline in the head was to help Tyler how? It wasn't. And I'm like, oh, why do you think you have to explain yourself to Elena? She was probably just feeling fucking guilty in her last moments. Killing Rose was to help Tyler. <sighs> right. Yeah. I'm not sad that Jules gets killed in two seconds from now. What were they trying to do? Make us sympathize with her? Or think that she's not, like, totally evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she sucks. And she gets her heart ripped out by Klaus. And I don't really care. So I'm really hungover today, and this is how I know that my brain wasn't firing on all cylinders. Because when, so Greta, like, removes the fire circle because Klaus needs to kill Jules. And I was like, oh, no, she's escaping. And, I, <laughs> and like, I'm like, no, she, Klaus will certainly get her. And then when, he, then when he killed her, I'm like, oh, no, she's dead. Like, how's he going to do the spell now without a werewolf? And I'm just like, oh my god, no. That's not how any of this works. That's that's the whole point. I know. It was going as planned, and I was, like, just missing it. But I came back, too. But yeah, Klaus, like, rips her heart out with fervor. Yeah, and then he, like, poses with it, like, in his hand, dripping blood on his arm for a minute. He was flexing for the gram. Greta was, was, like, pulling out her cell phone. Totally. And then he, like, squeezes some of the blood out of the heart onto the moonstone stump. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then I kept thinking at some point he was going to have to drink this, like, weird potion, but it really was just there for decoration. Yeah. He doesn't have to drink. Not that it's a hardship for him to drink blood. Then I think we go back to the witch basement. And this is when... They discover, like, something in Emily Bennett's journal or something about a spell that she did 
for Jonathan Gilbert. And oh, that's yeah. when she says that she had a thing for Jonathan. Got it. Equally as gross as uh, Jules getting her heart, heart ripped out. Yeah. And she, like, makes eyes at Jeremy while she's saying it. Like, oh, our ancestors wanted to bone just like us. Which Ew. is gross because that, like, what makes they did potentially related. related. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Again, crossing the line of incest here on the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jeremy and Bonnie's gross-ass conversation is cut short because Alaric has arrived at the witch house, and he walks in, and he's like, hey, everyone, can I have a moment with Jeremy, please? And then Bonnie's like, yeah, sure, and she just walks out, and Alaric tells Jeremy that something has happened to Jenna. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of things have happened to Jenna today. I know. Poor lady. And upstairs, they're explaining the situation to Bonnie. And somebody mentions that Klaus chose Aunt Jenna as punishment for Damon breaking ter- uh, Tyler and Caroline out of the dungeon. Like he would have used somebody else instead. Well, he was going to use Caroline, but he specifically picked somebody that would be bad for Elena. Yeah. I was like, that wasn't Elena's plan. Of course, she wouldn't have. She would have supported Damon breaking them out, obviously, because they're her friends. Right. But it's very mean. It is poor Elena. There are so many vampires out there. He couldn't just find a rando. I know. Get the tomb vampire with the top hat. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see him die unless he took off his hat, which I doubt. <laughs> He's he kept it on in the tomb for 150 years. <laughs> yeah, that thing is never coming off. Klaus is just a dick. Yeah. Especially in this episode. He's very vengeful. Mm-hmm. And just, like, goes out of his way to be as much of an asshole as possible. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, over at the quarry, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have more, I don't want to call them nice moments, but kind of a kind back and forth between Aunt Jenna and Elena. And Aunt Jenna is talking about how when... Elena's parents died and they called Aunt Jenna for custody. She was like, to be honest, Elena, I almost didn't take you. I almost passed you up. We're all kind of like, <gasps> you should have. <laughs> I know, you wouldn't be in this fucking situation right now. Maybe Mr. Tanner was right. Shout out to season one. Wow. R.I.P. girl. <laughs> <laughs> but they have, yeah, like warm words like, oh no, but you stayed. You did such a good job. And she's like, no, I failed. And Elena's like, no, I failed. I'm like, you both failed. Yeah. Like, you both did a bad job, and that's why you're here. Mm -hmm. And Elena is like, listen, all of this is going down, but I need you to listen to me. Run when you get the chance. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to figure it out. Like, if you get the chance, get the fuck out of here. You have special powers now. Does she really think that Jenna can outrun Klaus? Yeah, I don't know. She's like, promise me you'll run. Yeah. She wants her to at least try, I guess. I don't know. Would you try and run? I guess it's just instinct. yeah, because you're going to die anyway. Yeah. Well, Elena's like explaining what being a vampire is to Jenna. I don't feel like that kind of level is up to par with (laughs) Klaus's ability to track anyone down, especially someone that's... I don't know, in that vicinity. Right, yeah. just turning. I mean, Vicky was good at zooming, like, right away, so she could have at least tried to zoom. But we'll we'll get to what Jenna does later. Um, there's a moment at some point in here where the, we're at the witch house, and 
Stefan and Elijah are talking to somebody and Stefan's like, listen, guys, we're going to offer a replacement vampire to Klaus. Me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Because he's he's probably really salty because this whole time it's been Elena and Bonnie fighting over who gets to martyr themselves. And he's like, hello, I am the original <laughs> martyr. Yeah. Why isn't anybody hitting me up? So he's finally getting his chance to sacrifice himself. I know that you're supposed to be like really proud of Stefan in this moment, but I was just like, ugh, of course. Is <laughs> we when all he announced said that. that. <laughs> We're just like, ugh, oh, Stefan. Of course you're going to sacrifice yourself. So that's his special plan. We'll see how that turns out. Um, and I think we go back to Caroline and Matt. And Caroline has a really sad line here she says do you think my mom wants to kill me i know and she says it in such like a sweet little caroline way caroline just has this sweet voice so when she says something sad it like breaks her heart Mm. i know does matt even answer the question somewhere in this area matt's like do you think that my shot might have killed him (laughs) oh yeah caroline's like no it takes more than that to kill a werewolf yes (laughs) matt you did not successfully take down a werewolf on your first time in a slave dungeon oh the confidence (laughs) yeah so they they're kind of having this conversation about how sheriff forbes doesn't really know if she wants to kill caroline or not and caroline's like i don't know what to do with myself either and then suddenly there's a noise outside and Matt's like, I've got my gun. I'm ready to shoot again. Matt is standing his Why ground Why didn't anybody here. let Matt have a gun? Where'd he even get it? I know. He probably got it because it had wooden bullets. So he probably found it oh. in some like founder's house. Right. Oh my God. That's but the last thing we need. Caroline's like, hold up. I'm going to go check. Like I have powers. You are very fragile. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the front door and she looks out on the stoop and it's like, special delivery. It's a naked Tyler. Yeah. He's so sweaty here too. It's yeah. like disgusting. And I just wrote, um, Caroline pets him like a dog because she like touches his hair and does like yeah. one of these on, on his head. And I'm just like, uh. yeah, she makes Matt give her his jacket so she can cover up Tyler's naked butt. Cause this is the CW. <laughs> They're not allowed to show that shit. And yeah, she does. She pets him like a dog. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, what he was 20 seconds ago. So. Yeah. I mean, she can't deal with the change immediately. She has to kind of treat him like a dog until she's sure that he's back. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt's like looking down on them having this tender moment and he has no expression on his face because he's mad. Yeah. But you know, he's getting ready to yell at Caroline. About he's like, something. should I shoot him or? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He could still be dangerous. It made me think, like, when does Tyler, like, oh, I guess he wasn't planning on transitioning right then. I'm like, why wouldn't he have just brought, like, a spare pair of clothes to the dungeon? Yeah. Or just keep one down there so he doesn't have to walk home naked. (laughs) Put a dresser down there or something. (laughs) Yeah, like, set it up nice. Nobody else is going down there. (laughs) No. It could be your bachelor pad. Except for Amy Bradley. R.I.P. Oh. Ooh. (laughs) Well, that was only because she was going with Tyler, because she was compelled. Oh, yeah. So sad. So then we go back to Elijah and Stefan, and Elijah's like, Stefan, you are a very honorable man. (laughs) It's like when Elijah, who we were told time and time again, is the most honorable man. Like, that's a high compliment. Yes, I was very impressed that Stefan got this compliment. It's like when uh, Paul Hollywood shakes your hand. What's that? 
Great British Bake Off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody out there is going to think that was a really funny joke. I'm sorry. We <laughs> failed you. I forgot his name. <laughs> I saw a joke online that was Paul Hollywood is the Guy Fieri of England. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so true. It is. Oh, oh my God. I love it. Oh, good stuff. Remember in season one when one of the bakers calls him the male judge? Yeah. That was my favorite moment so far. So good. Um, Ellie, do you watch The Great British Bake Off? I don't. You have to. It's It's on Netflix. It is a fucking delight. It is so good. It's just like very nice British people making desserts. Yeah. To compare someone to Guy Fieri, I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Are you a big Guy Fieri fan? No, but it makes Do you me think... live in Flavortown. <laughs> I saw this trailer for these two people that um, go from Guy Fieri's restaurant in New York to Guy Fieri's restaurant in like I think it's like Japan or something oh in one day, and they call it from one guy to another, <laughs> from one guy to and another. I just really can't wait to see it. Oh my god! Yeah. There's some huge Guy Fieri fans out there. So. I, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I am horrified. Yeah. That donkey sauce. Yeah. What can you do? The fact that it's called donkey sauce is like the most disgusting it thing. It is. I'm it's like, nasty. It just makes you think that it's donkey jizz. Yeah. I know. We don't want to think about it, but it makes us... I never want to have thought about donkey jizz in my life. Thanks, Guy Fieri. <laughs> One star. Anyway, speaking of donkey jizz, um, Stefan is <laughs> like, well, that's nice of you to say. Are you honorable, Elijah? I know. I was like, just take the compliment, man. <laughs> but he expresses skepticism towards Elijah for the first time. Um, he's like, listen, I don't know if you're cut out for bromicide. Like, I've wanted to kill my brother many times, but I've never been able to do it. Like, what makes you think that you're going to be able to kill your brother? Yeah. The tough questions. And we learn an important fact about Elijah. Um, He's like, listen, I need revenge on Klaus because not only does he suck, but he killed all of my parents and my siblings. And he... All of my my parents. All of my parents. It's not Elena here. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Um, and then he scattered their bodies across all of the ocean so that he could never find them. Which, who cares? A dead body is a fucking dead body, right? Well, the implication is that since they're also from the original vampire family, that they're just daggered. Oh. So he daggered them and put them in the ocean. Oh, I see what... Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Yep. So Elijah's pretty mad about that. And he wants revenge, and he says that there can be honor in revenge. All right, girl, whatever you say. (laughs) If you say so, just keep looking pretty. And Elijah is like, I will not fail you. I won't fail you. (sighs) So, speaking of annoying brothers, Jeremy and Bonnie are still searching for a spell. I thought you were going to say speaking of fail. Well, yes, also that. (laughs) Although there is success in this scene because... Somebody finds something. Oh, Uncle John brings over the Gilbert journals so they can look in Jonathan Gilbert's journals to see if there was something or other. Mm -hmm. And 
I think they're looking for it when Alara comes in and is like, hey guys, guess what? I just heard a fun fact about Stefan. Uh, he tells Damon that Stefan's going to sacrifice himself. And oh, Damon's yeah. like, no! And he punches his arm through a wall. I'm like, the witches in this house already hate you. Stop ruining their house. <laughs> like the ghost witches. I know. Do you think Damon was really upset because he's going to miss Stefan or because he's worried who will take care of Elena because he has his pending werewolf bite? Probably both. Yeah. I mean, in this episode, we see moments of both Salvatore brothers being really, really concerned about, like, the safety of the other one. Yeah. Which, you know, if you think about last season, they wanted to kill each other all the time. So there's been some growth in that relationship, even though they're both in love with the same child. (laughs) You know, they love each other. Totes. Sometimes being two pervs can bring Bring some things together. (laughs) Then we have, I think, what is my favorite scene of the show. So we're back at the quarry, and Aunt Jenna and Elena are kind of talking back and forth. And Klaus is like, he's coming over and he's trying to be mean to them. And then it just pans out to Stefan standing on the top of a cliff by himself, <laughs> overlooking everything. Yeah. It was just so awkward, like the way that it was shot. I don't know. Yeah, it's like Elena's begging Klaus not to kill Jenna. She's like, I did everything you asked. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, you and your friends tried to thwart this at every turn. Like, don't pretend. But it's interrupted because we pan to just like this. From below, like, hero pose, silhouetted Stefan on a cliff, like, <laughs> I'm here to save the day. Uh, yeah, he had to make a dramatic entrance. It yeah. was so ridiculous. It looked like something that came out of Twilight. Like, yeah. And it, it didn't did. look like a real cliff. No. And those didn't look like real trees. <laughs> no, they definitely didn't. It was just a poor attempt overall. Yeah. And class was like, I don't recall you being on the guest list. <laughs> and he zooms up to have a private conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, first we go back to the basement where they've gone through the Gilbert journals probably for like 10 minutes and already have found the entry where he talks about how there was a lady in the town whose child was very sick and Emily Bennett cast a spell binding their life forces together so that when the baby died, the mom's life force flowed through it and it came back to life. Yeah. I'm like, that's very convenient. Mm. There are many witches out there. Why isn't this just happening all the damn time? Right. But they're like, oh, we can totally do this. That's great. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's no, like, side effect. Like, nothing could go wrong. Yeah. And Uncle John's being all self-righteous. He's like, I refuse to let Elena become the very thing I'm trying to protect her against. (laughs) All right. Why do you care now? Let her become Klaus. (laughs) Specifically. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so he's still being kind of a racist douchebag. Mm-hmm. As usual. And then we go to the private confab between Klaus and Stefan. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back after a brief break. That sound you have just heard on the recording is the sound of a mouse trap springing. I've had a tiny little mouse in my apartment for weeks, and it finally went for the bait of a half-eaten Hershey kiss. Don't worry, it was a humane trap. The mouse is alive. I took him out into the alley and set him free. It was very scary. I washed my hands for a long time, and now he's out in the world. So shout out to little Rudy, 
our mouse friend, we took a picture, we'll put it on our Instagram. He was very tiny and sweet and scared, and he pooped himself in the trap. Oh, little which Rudy. Which I then threw into the dumpster. So Rudy was another special guest on this episode. <laughs> We're just full of them. He uh. was just waiting for us to record. He's, he's hungry for fame. Yeah. Unlike most of the characters on this episode, Rudy survived. <laughs> Spoilers. So what we were just about to talk about was Stefan and Klaus having a conversation on the cliff. So this whole time, Elena's like, whoa, and Jenna, guess what? You have super hearing now. So if you look at them really hard and concentrate, you can hear them talking on that cliff. I'm like, Elena's just like going straight to using Jenna for her powers. Yes. In these traumatic moments. But uh, basically, Stefan's offering himself up as the replacement. Klaus has my least favorite line of the episode. He's like, well, I rather like the symmetry of three women. Three goddesses. And when he said goddesses, I just like, I got like a gross chill down my spine. Yeah, that was horrible. He said three women sacrificed at nature's altar. My God. I missed that part probably because I was too busy groaning. Yeah. It was terrible. Shut up, Klaus. Don't murder women. It's not cute. Not good. So he's kind of toying with Stefan, being like, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, You're such a martyr, blah, blah, blah. And Jenna manages to pick up enough words to tell Elena, oh, my God, Stefan's offering to take my place. And then Elena's like, ah! I know. It's like your boyfriend or your aunt. Who do you choose? You choose your aunt. That's who you choose. <laughs> it is. To live. Yes. <laughs> right, right. I say that as somebody's aunt. Oh, yes. Baby Levon, if you're listening out there, if you're ever given the choice between your boyfriend and your aunt, I don't care how cute your boyfriend is or girlfriend if that's the way you want to go. <laughs> choose me. Yes. Claire for president. I booped your nose the day you were born. Oh. Anyway, enough about very early guilt tripping of my nephew. <laughs> I think we cut away before uh, Stefan and Klaus come back down and go back to Matt being an asshole. We do. So Caroline's been through some shit today, clearly. And Matt comes out with, so this is your life now, huh? And Caroline is like, yeah, it is. It's always exciting. There's always something going on. LOL. And then it's weird because Matt is like, listen, these last few days hanging out with you have been really great and fun. And I'm like, what the fuck? You literally almost just died. Like, I don't know. Well, there was like last episode, he was sort of coming around. Yeah. So they were spending time together. He wasn't recoiling when she kissed him. It just seems like such an awkward time to be, like, reminiscing on the great days when Dallas just died. He's setting her up for disappointment because he's like, you've just been so Caroline, and I've been having such a great time. And you think, oh, well, Matt's finally going to do something nice and be like, I don't care that you're a vampire. I love you. Right. But then he's like, but... Here's my life. And then he lists off all the terrible things about his life. And sure, there are things that are shitty about his life. But yes. it just sounds so like self-pitying. Like, shut up, Matt. Yeah, his things were like, here's my life. Absentee mom. I got bills to pay. I have to work. School. And if Caroline were to give that same list, it would be like, my boyfriend's a dick. My mom hates me. I killed someone. My I- friend 
let his friends shoot me in the head repeatedly. Yes. I was tortured by werewolves. I know. And I think we're actually supposed to feel bad for Matt here. It's crazy because Matt's trying to like make his life seem harder than Caroline's and like I just I can't feel any sympathy at all. Caroline died. (laughs) Right? Like, come on. Caroline has had to wear so many bad neck scarves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like before the whole vampire thing, she was long-term hypnotized and sexually abused and physically abused like come on oh my god i keep forgetting about that yeah the show really wants us to yeah mm. Ugh. so he's like so you know this is my life and i want to live it without all this craziness like good fucking luck if you're gonna stay in mystic falls i know like the only other human around is caroline's mom and i guess tyler's mom yeah so matt and carol and Liz. Sheriff Forbes. Yeah. Liz, yeah. Yeah, so he needs to leave town if that's what he wants. I guess there's all those other students at the school that don't get lines. <laughs> yeah, the 200 people from the dance. Like, Amy Bradley is dead. Who are you going to date now? <laughs> uh, hopefully no one, because he sucks. Yeah. Ugh. So, sorry, Caroline. Matt sucks. Choose a better person next time. So I think he leaves, right? Yeah. And then, speaking of better people, we go and see Bonnie. Bonnie. It's Bonnie. Bonnie's had a rough season, but she really comes around in this episode to being awesome again. She does. Yeah. Even though she's still dating Jeremy. I mean, there are some things we just can't forgive. Yeah. So Bonnie is busy. She's doing a spell over Uncle John's head, which we presume is that she's channeling uncle john's life force from himself into elena just in case she dies and here damon is like rushing her and like annoyed that like it's not happening faster and i'm like please like where the fuck would you be if she wasn't here like be a little patient please and think and don't like interrupt the process oh this is a way for you to like get away with your shitty actions i know like, like this is mostly consequences from like what you decided to do in the first place so like calm your ass and also, it seems like it takes two seconds, and Elena doesn't even have to be there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, done. Like, how many times has a witch, like, talked in Latin for a minute and nothing happens, and they say, oh, the spell's done, and it turns out they were lying? Yeah, it happens all the damn time. <laughs> I mean, spoiler, this time Bonnie wasn't lying, but she has in the past. Mm. Although, I guess with Bonnie, the more, like, grandiose, like, fire filled the spell the more likely it is to be fake because like remember what she did or no i guess luca was the one who blew up the moonstone fakely yeah she just like floated the gilbert device around for a while right Uh, i'm already losing my memory of season one it's okay i blame the harrowing experience of taking a mouse into the alley i've lost my memory of this episode that we just watched an hour ago (laughs) so anyway uncle john is the one whose life force is gonna preserve elena's soul because they're like well she's still gonna die won't she still be a vampire but for magic reasons this will preserve her soul from being turned into a vampire and that makes me wonder like is the implication that vampires on the show don't have souls yeah it's weird because they like have never talked about like the concept of a soul before and now it's like supposed to be understood that this is what's going on and they just don't address it yeah and it's like vampires outside of like any idea of a soul on this show are treated as basically humans with like quirks 
So they can love, they can hate, they can be good, they can be bad. But if they don't have souls, like, what does that say? Like, are they all actually evil and we should kill them? I don't know. This is a good point. Because that was the whole thing on Buffy. When somebody becomes a vampire, they lose their soul. And the whole concept of Angel is that he killed a gypsy princess. That's not racist. Um, (laughs) And her gypsy family placed a curse on him to restore his soul so he had to feel the pain of all the murders he had done and he's the only vampire with a soul and he's the only one who can be good so it's just kind of jarring to hear them talk about it here because it's like on Buffy like you will kill any vampire anytime that you see one and it's no big deal like they're clearly the enemy (laughs) unless they're angel but I don't know it's weird well Uncle John is the one that's saying like isn't he trying to say that vampires don't have souls and that Elaine would get to keep her? So it seems like yeah. kind of typical coming from him that he doesn't think that vampires have souls in the first place. True. Like, none of the show would make sense if vampires didn't have souls. No. Yeah, it's probably just some garbage that he's deciding to, to make up to justify his uh, prejudice. We're going to arrest him for telling stupid lies. We are. Or maybe they're coming to arrest Rudy. Oh, Rudy, get out of here, man. <laughs> what have you gotten up to? <laughs> Keep running. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, Uncle John is now spelled. They're all getting ready to leave and get Bonnie to the sacrifice so she can step in for her role. And Jeremy, of course, is like, I want to come, Bonnie. I have to be there. I can't just let you go. I need to make sure everyone's okay. Ugh, he's, like, not taking no for an answer. And I'm like, you have never helped in a group situation. Like, you're going to choose this one to, like, not take no for an answer. And he literally says, I'm not taking no for an answer. I know. I'm just like, uh, we'll see. Have either of you watched the new season of Jessica Jones? No. No, I haven't. I've only watched a couple episodes, but in the first episode... Somebody says, I don't take no for an answer to Jessica. And she says, well, that's rapey of you. <laughs> so that's all I could think about in this scene. It is. And also, yes, Jessica, that is a good point. It is. Ugh. So, yeah, Jeremy's being stupid. And Bonnie's like, I get it, I get it. She kisses him. And then she just magically roofies him. <laughs> and he passes out on yeah. the floor. Uh, the kiss like, was so gross, but that made up for it. I'm like, you need to do this every time now. <laughs> <laughs> just like do it to Jeremy when he pisses you off. Like that's actually really fucked up, but I just like seeing Jeremy get put down by strong women. Me too. His body's just like there in a chair and they're like, okay, yeah. time to leave. Uncle John's like, I'll stay with him, don't worry. And so they all start heading out and Ulrich's like, do 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 do. And he gets to the door and he can't pass through because Bonnie has put out a spell on the house trapping him inside. Oh, that was good, too. He was like, I need to be there. It's Jenna. And they're like, no, you don't. Yeah, we can't have any more casualties, which I think is good. Yeah. And Alaric's like, Damon. But Damon, his boyfriend says no. He's sorry, yeah, I think man. he says sorry, bro, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Alaric is trapped in the house with the two worst male characters on the show. Well, I don't know if that's true. Jeremy definitely Uncle John is, like, not present enough and active enough currently to outdo Matt. Right. It's bad enough. Two Gilbert men is hell. Matt is horrible all the time, and you see it, like, every scene, but John disappears frequently enough for you to be like, oh, like, I wonder what you've been doing. I kind of forget how horrible you are. Yeah. Justice for Anna. Mm. And Pearl. Oh, God. And Pearl. Pearl. So sad. 
Oh my god, I forgot that he killed Pearl. See, now we're all mad again. I know. Yeah, fuck you, Uncle John. So, then we go back to the quarry, and Stefan and Klaus have come back down, and Elena's like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And Klaus is like, hey, so Elena, which one do you choose? And for a second, it's like, oh shit, is he really going to make her decide between them? I know, it's like torture. And Stefan just, like, looks at her with this, like, very Stefan look on his face where, like, it looks like he's, like, on the verge of smiling. It's like a grim smile, but, like... Mm -hmm with warmth in his eyes. Right. And he's like, it's okay, Elena. Like, he's at peace with his decision. But she's like, no! Which, why? like, rightfully so, because he's lived a long-ass life. He had a threesome with Bon Jovi. Yeah. Like, what more does he need? He also apparently had a gangbang with Hugh Hefner that one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's fucked his way around the world. He can die now, but... Elena is very upset, and Klaus is like, JK, and then he stabs Stefan in the back with a stake, not through the heart, but enough to incapacitate him. Right, and, and Klaus he snaps is his like, neck. yep. But he has a weird little speech first. He's like, I have other plans for you, Stefan. I want you alive. Mm-hmm. So he just temporarily breaks his neck so he won't be able to interfere the rest of the ritual we don't know what class is talking about i mean i know what class is talking about but oh i don't know what he's talking about beth doesn't know nope i think i know but again i haven't watched this in like (laughs) eight years but it starts coming back to you yeah so now it's definitely gonna be jenna and melina's like jenna remember what i said or something Mm -hmm. and jenna is like i know what i have to do and she makes a surprising choice she does so Greta reduces the fire circle and Jenna runs out and straight up attacks Greta real quick yeah she starts sipping on her neck Mm -hmm. got a taste for the Greta blood and she couldn't quench it so she gets to do that for like two seconds before Klaus like grabs her and throws her on the ground and now it's definitely going to be curtains for Jenna Elena's freaking out but she's in the ring of fire and she's like Jenna Jenna turn it off and you won't be scared anymore. And they're like staring at each other and Jenna's freaked out. And it's so sad. It was. It was really, really fucking sad. And Elena's just like trying to help her in the only way she can. Oh, it gets me. I know. Oh my God. Poor Jenna. I was tearing up here. I feel like a lot of the saddest parts of this episode were just how scared Jenna looked like mm-hmm. in multiple scenes. Like when Jules died, Je- Jenna just, like, looked horrified. And I was yeah. like, yeah, Jules, whatever. Like, I don't really care about you, but it's sad that she feels like this is what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And, like, unlike every other character on this show, she has not previously seen somebody have their heart ripped out of their chest. Yeah, this is, like, <laughs> That's a bit traumatizing, no matter who it was. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And she, like, has a realization at one point and just says, I'm gonna die, aren't I? This is an action-packed first day of being a vampire. Right? Oh, Like, she didn't even get to have any vampire fun. No. What a waste. Because then Klaus just stakes her right in the chest. She turns all gray and veiny, and it's R.I.P. Aunt Jenna. I know. And Elena's, like, sobbing so hard, and she she was, like, making this horrified slash surprised face. And I think that... Nina Dobrev was doing a really good acting job in this in this whole episode. Yeah. But specifically that reaction, it just like killed me. Mm-hmm. It was much better than when she was watching Isabel Byrne. <laughs> it was. 
Oh, shout out to Nina Dobrev. We love you. You the best girl. Sponsor us. <laughs> yes, personally sponsor us out of your <laughs> bank account. I think I saw that she's returning to TV, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that on Twitter this week. Or what? I don't know. She's going to have some show on, like, I think it's like ABC or something. I wish I had more deets, but I do not. Well, we follow her on Twitter, and it seems mostly she just posts a lot of pictures of herself working out because she has some kind of sponsorship deal. Yeah. and Exercise. But I'm like, she's in shape. I'll buy what you're selling. Yeah. <laughs> It's her hanging out with Julianne Huff and um, her Reebok partnership. Ah, it's Reebok. Wow. I had a pair of yellow Reeboks in college that I loved so much, and it was the saddest thing when they became too smelly to continue wearing. Oh. I wore them when I was in Paris. Yay. Oh, memories. Reebok, sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) And send me some yellow sneakers. Yeah, those sound styling, profiling. (laughs) Uh, and one other thing to note about Antonia's death is when she dies, she lies with her arms splayed out to the side in a Christ pose. Yeah. It always cracks me up when that happens on TV or in a movie, especially when it's not like some noble self-sacrifice. It's just like, this seems like it's a cool pose to die in. <laughs> right. So, very sad. Antonia's gone. Mm. She had a fucked up last couple years of her life. But she got Jeremy and Elena through the death of their parents. And now they get to deal with her death. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. She might have had regrets about the whole custody thing today. Right? Like, I wasted the last two years of my life raising Jeremy Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) I could have been on campus getting high all the time and eating nachos. I know. Did she ever finish her thesis? I was just thinking that. I'm like, I hope she did. Did she ever pay her on-campus housing bill? Right. Is Elena going to be stuck with some, like, back-paid rent? Probably. Finances are never really discussed on this show. (laughs) No. I just assume they're all rich. Yeah. They they all have big houses. Except for Matt, because he has such a hard life. Yeah. He has bills to pay. But his house looks fine to me. Yeah, Yeah, I would love to live in that house. Yeah. We are millennials. Are you in technically in the millennial generation? We, or yeah, we Gen actually Z? just talked about this last night. I think I'm the cutoff year is 94. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Mike is the first year of the millennial. I think 1982 and Allie's the last year of the millennial. Whoa. 1994. It's crazy. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the idea of owning a house to people in our generation is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. I just I, saw the movie Love Simon last night. Oh, oh, how was it? It was really good. Like the theater was full of teens, some of whom were really obnoxious, but like everybody was super into it and like applauding oh, and like. Yay. Yeah, it was cute. It was like a romantic comedy. Uh huh. Yeah. But I really want to see it. Me too. I just like had this moment in the movie where I'm like, "Holy fuck! They have such a nice house. How does anybody have a house?" Also, Jennifer Garner plays the teen's mom, and, like, she's an appropriate age for that, which makes me feel really old. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, I digress. This is not the Love, Simon Diaries. (laughs) Before we digress too far back into our actual podcast, I did want to share a meme. I think that Lindsay, our previous guest host, might have shared it on Facebook, but it was, like, millennials walking around here like they rent the place. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Oh, man. Millennial jokes. Good times. 
Speaking of millennials, Stefan wakes up. Um, is that speaking of millennials? <laughs> actually, no. He is over a millennium old. Yeah, so millennium. There's that. Um, but yeah, he's like stirring, but he's like super weak because he's got that stake in his back. And it's like snapped off so he can't like pull at the handle. Uh, yeah. It's like embedded in his back. And <laughs> there's a shot of him like trying to reach behind himself, but it's like the spot of his back that he can't get. I know. <laughs> so he's just stuck on the ground. And he like looks and sees Angetta's corpse and he's like, fuck, I failed. I really screwed this up. And uh, Greta's over there just pouring blood into the weird stump fire. Yeah. That blood was so thin. It looked like like there was water that had blood poured into it. It looked like a light-bodied red wine. Like, not even like a a full-body Cabernet. It was like... Yeah, and like somebody poured it really roughly into the stump because Mm. it was all bubbly. Yeah. Somalia Alley. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me up for your wine needs. Somalia Alley. It's like Cartier-Barty, Sommelier Alley. (laughs) I need to go into this career path just for the Instagram handle. Yes. So I think at this point, Greta gets rid of the fire around Elena and Klaus goes and like offers her his hand because she's on the ground and she just like looks at him and gets up on her own and walks past him. And I was like, yeah, Elena. That was awesome. You refuse his help. She's sticking it to him the best she can. And not to t- like go totally off course again, but I'm going to. It reminded me of when I went on a wine tour a couple of years ago uh, in Napa Valley, and I went on this like guided bus tour. Uh-huh. And the tour guide, I was the only person who was there by themselves. Everybody else was like with an- another person or a couple people. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was like trying to pity me the whole time. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> but he kept trying like every time I got off the bus he like offered me his hand oh. to get off and he I think he'd like legally probably had to do it for everybody oh okay and also there were like old people on the bus but every time I would just like look at him like no and I would not <laughs> take his hand I don't need help walking off a bus <laughs> what do I look like and also the only time I ever came close to legitimately out loud saying I didn't come here to make friends was when he kind of tried to get me to come sit with him at lunch oh my god <laughs> i wish you had said it uh, i mean it's his job yeah what'd you say i was just like oh no i'm fine that's I was good playing on my phone that's good i was you also nice. drunk by that point oh my god wine tours are great especially if you're not driving because i was drunk by the third vineyard and then i took a ferry back to san francisco and I was wasted. That sounds lovely. How many vineyards were there in total? Four. Okay, nice. I recommend going to Napa Valley. It's beautiful and full of wine. I really want to go there someday. Mm, me too. Anyway, the Vampire Diaries. I'm not Somali Claire. <laughs> it just sounds like I'm saying I'm from Somalia. It does. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm not. Oh... Oh, so Klaus is really gross in this moment, too, because he's like, Elena, thank you. Oh, my God, I know. He's, like, about to chow down on her, and she says, go to hell. Yeah, that was good. And then he drains her blood from her body, and it's, like, dripping down his face. Like, swallow! I know. Why are you, you're, like, a thousand years old or more, learn to eat cleanly. Mm. 
And Stefan is making the saddest faces because he can see this whole thing happening right before his eyes. Yeah. And Elena, like, flops down all dead. And, like, we know she's going to come back somehow or another, but mm-hmm. it still is not, you know, probably what you want to see. And there's a camera angle of, um, it, it, the camera goes higher and you can see Klaus and he's, like, standing over Elena who's, like, looks, like, dead and he's, like, so powerful. And I was like, ugh, this is just the worst. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I can feel it. It's happening. And his face starts getting all werewolfy. And you're like cracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, his bones start limbs. cracking. He's having his werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> and then suddenly there's like lightning through the trees. Yes. And he like just goes flying through the air. And Bonnie is just fucking screaming her spells. Oh my it god. And so she is so good. dramatic. Like, Charging through the forest, like making claws with their hands, and like, as Matos Rebrus from Latin Latin, sick trans Gloria. <laughs> and Klaus is not feeling so well. No, he's getting his ass whooped. The scene is wild because it just like pans over to Bonnie, lightning starts. She's like doing all these movements with her hands, stomping, screaming. It gave me chills. Yeah, it was amazing. I liked when the fake trees were blowing in the wind. You have, like, one cutaway scene of just the trees blowing in the wind, and they looked super fake. But it was awesome. Yeah, I loved Bonnie in this moment. She was just so badass, using all the power of a hundred witches. You can't harness the power of a hundred witches. Boo-hoo, Jeremy. In your face. Yep. And while all this is happening... Like, there's this tiny, like, one-second moment, if Blink and you miss it, that Damon zooms over and kills Greta. Yes! Oh my god, he just snapped her neck. It was great. Yeah. I'm like, normally I would have a problem with that, but Greta sucks. Yeah, she was the worst. And then Damon picks up Elena, and he brings her over next to Stefan and puts her down next to him. Like, what is this going to accomplish? They're both, like, she's dead, he's staked, and we're just, like, lying on the ground next to each other. Is he just gonna leave them there? (laughs) I thought that for a second, but then he pulls the stake stump out of Stefan's back, which is good. Yeah, and Stefan's like, take her home. I'm not leaving until he's dead. So, Damon carries her back to the Salvatore's while Stefan tries to get his front row seat to Klaus's death. Mm-hmm. And Klaus, our homeboy, is not doing so well. Mm-mm. He's not well, bitch. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's lying there. Bonnie kind of finishes up her spell and, like, metaphorically drops the mic and walks away. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Elijah comes up and, and bears down on Klaus and is like, Hey, what's up? I'm gonna kill you in the name of our family. But he says it much more fancy. Yes. And he plunges his hand into Klaus's chest and is, like, holding his heart while he says all this dramatic stuff. And then fucking Klaus has to run his mouth, and fucking Elijah has to listen to him. Yes. So, as we know from their previous conversation between Elijah and Stefan, um, Elijah is doing this in the name of their dead family members. And Klaus just comes out with, listen, listen, their bodies are safe. I didn't bury them at sea. (laughs) Yes. I didn't bury them at sea. If you kill me, you'll never find them. And then Elijah gets cold feet. Oh. And Stefan's like, don't listen to him. Do it. 
And then Bonnie is awesome again. She's like, if you do it, I will kill you both. And Elijah's like, you'll die. She says, I don't care. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And Elijah, like, hesitates for a second. And then he just looks over to Bonnie and Stefan. And he's like, I'm sorry. And then they, like, disapparate. Yeah. He, like, zooms them both away real quick. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. After all this, Klaus is not dead. It's like, first this curse of the sun and the moon is fake. (laughs) Now Elijah betrays them at the last second. Like, come on. Your whole thing is that you're honorable and you always keep your word, Elijah. Like, know your brand. Turns out he's not honorable. Stefan's question was valid. I know. Yikes. Oh, that was horrible. I hate to have to, like, be on Stefan's side against such a wonderful face as Elijah's. But you fucked up, Elijah. Yeah. I'm mad at you. So Stefan and Bonnie are just like, fuck, what do we do now? Yeah. And then we go to the witch house where Jeremy and Alaric and Uncle John are hanging out. And Uncle John's just like calmly writing a letter on some like really old ass parchment that I guess (laughs) is just left over in the witch basement from 1864 or five or whenever they killed the witches. And Jeremy and Alaric are like, oh my God, they should have been back by now. What's going on? And then there's a great Jeremy moment where he's, like, reading the Gilbert Journal. He's like, Uncle John, did you read all of this? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's, like, just gotten to the end of the spell. I'm like, it's, like, they've been in there a long time. How long did it take him to read this spell? <laughs> that he just now gets to the part that's like, so you know what's going to happen to you? You know what happened to the mom in that story? Oh, my God. But wouldn't it have been so funny if Uncle John didn't read the rest? <laughs> like... And Jeremy had to figure it out. Like, that's that, the ultimate insult. That would be the ultra, ultimate Gilbert moment. <laughs> uh, but no, Uncle John is aware, and he's like, give this letter and this ring to Elena. And he gives them to Jeremy and walks upstairs. Yep. Wow. And as he's walking upstairs, Damon enters the building, and he's carrying Elena in his arms, and he sets her down on a couch. There's this, like, fairly intact, like, fluffy pink couch in the witch house. Right. Like, everything else is destroyed in this house. Where did this come from? He says to her, come back as a vampire and I'll stake you myself, so don't. And I was like, oh my god, this is just another example of Damon not being willing to deal with the consequences of decisions that he made. He just, like, hopes that things turn out fine. It's like... Right. It was such a fucked up moment, and they play it off as, like, Damon caring about Elena. But he follows it up by saying, because I can't live with you hating me forever. Yeah. And, like, if you were to then stake her, if she became a vampire, that's, like, the worst possible thing you could do. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's worse than letting her I would rather have you dead than hating me, is the subtext of that comment. Right. So he lays her down on the couch, and he's, like, stroking her face, and, like, she is... It's basically like he's taking advantage of her being unconscious to, like, be all romantic on her body. Right. And that really bothered me. Like, it's not like he was groping her, but it was like she would not have let him do that Mm -hmm. if she were awake. Exactly. It was a violation. It was really gross, and nobody comments on it or even raises an eyebrow. No, because people think it's romantic. Ugh. So, yeah, she's on the couch. They're like, is she going to be a vampire? He's like, I don't know. And 
Uncle John, meanwhile, has, like, walked out the front door and is just, like, chilling in the sunlight. And then suddenly Elena wakes up and she's like, I feel fine. I don't want to eat everything in the house. I must not be a vampire. Right. And then... So the spell worked. Yeah. And then Uncle John just, like, faints and dies. R.I.P. Uncle John. It's funny because, like, when he first walks out of the house, the song starts playing and, like... The lighting is perfect, and it looks like a music video is about to start, and <laughs> he's just gonna, like, go off, and... But pretty much the opposite happens. Yeah. He just topples over, and yeah. his life force is now in Elena, so that's kind of creepy. I it mean, is. he is her dad. It probably was sort of in her anyway. But, yeah, he's dead. There are no, no more parents in the Gilbert family, They've lost Grayson and Miranda. They've lost Isabel and Uncle John and Aunt Jenna. Wow. It's like, who's going to take care of these kids now? That is a lot of parents. Five parents down. Wow. By the age of, like, how old is Lena? 17? <laughs> so sad. I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm just like, holy shit, what bad luck. It's like, take better care of your parents. <laughs> Maybe if you had told Aunt Jenna about vampires, you could have avoided this. I know. Like we, yeah, it's basically it, Alaric's fault. Yeah, right. And in this scene, Alaric learns that Jenna has died too. Oh yeah, yeah. And he has more or less no change in facial expression. <laughs> and Jeremy like slightly furrows his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like arguably the saddest death that we've seen in Vampire Diaries, and like depending on like what you think, like one of the saddest ones in the series, and then like yeah. you, you like. These two men just, like... Mm. Yeah, I know. know. It just doesn't carry over. Man cannot feel feelings. I guess we can defend them by saying they're just in shock. Yeah, I guess. Elena, you know, is very upset still. She's sobbing. Uh, And then we go over to Tyler's house where he is curled up under an afghan, still naked, Totally naked. They're in his house. His clothes are just upstairs. Like, let him get dressed. That blanket will never be clean again. I know. His wound and his dick were on it. Yeah. Because he still has a healing bullet wound in his side from where his friend shot him. Jeez. And Caroline's sitting there next to him. And they have, like, a sweet friendship conversation during the course of which she gets under the blanket with him and, like, leans on his naked shoulder like, gross. I know. I would never do that with my male friend. I wouldn't unless I wanted to turn things sexual. Yeah. And, like, even if that was my boyfriend, I would make him take a shower first because, as you said, he was all sweaty and gross. <laughs> yeah, he probably <laughs> smelled like a sweaty, wet dog, too. Yeah. Oh, puppy Tyler. And vampires have enhanced senses, so imagine how bad that would smell if you were a vampire. Ugh. But... She's being really nice to him. He's like, you were right, Caroline. I should have never come back. And she's like, you never should have left. And um, Tyler goes, well, this is the second time I've tried to kill you. And then she says, well, no friendship is perfect. Yeah. Caroline, you deserve better. (laughs) There was a lot of, like, cute back and forth like that. But she does deserve better. Yeah. And she tells him, you should just tell her, thank you, Caroline, for taking care of me. Right. And then he says it, and it's a cute moment, even though Tyler sucks. Yeah. She did have to, like, instruct the apology, though. That's true. Yeah. So, they're friends again. Matt's hooked off to God knows where. 
Um, then we go to, I guess, the next day. And it seems like they're having an illicit funeral for Aunt Jenna and, I guess, Uncle John, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they reported their deaths to the authorities. No, they didn't. Because it's pretty fast turnaround to bury those bodies, but... And I guess they says that he compelled Aunt Jenna is obviously a vampire corpse, so that would complicate things. Oh, right. And I think Damon says that he, like, compels some people to bury her, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, Damon and Stefan are chatting, and Damon's like, how's she doing? And Stefan is like, well, she did just lose her parents. Uh, thanks for the recap there, guys. Um, and we pan to the upstairs where Elena is getting ready for the funeral, and um, she has her hair in a sad low pony and she's looking at herself in the mirror and we see that there's pictures of all of her dead parents on on the mirror and it's really sad it's like um, once upon a time this was not a memorial mirror but right now it is <laughs> yes exactly um and she's kind of reflecting and and then fucking jeremy walks in Ugh. he's like uncle john wanted you to have this and he gives her the letter and the ring and Elena's dress for the funeral is very clearly like she went to TJ Maxx and got like a Tahari sheath. <laughs> yes. It looks nice, but it's like a very mature, like cut of dress. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she reads the letter or she first uh, apologizes to Jeremy for all of the people who have died. I'm like you lost them too. Why are you apologizing? Yeah. Like, you should just maybe hug and cry together, because, like, your entire family is dead. And he says, I still have you. That was the only moment that I've actually liked Jeremy in this whole series. (laughs) I guess, but, like, I don't know. Jeremy just, like, doesn't seem like he's about to go to this funeral of these two people who... He kind of liked Uncle John, too. I know. It's just, like... I mean, Uncle John then did kill his girlfriend. Oh, true. cold blood. Yeah. But he should be at least really sad about Aunt Jenna. Yeah, he's, like, nonchalant about the deaths, and, like, it's, like, and like it's a nice moment, but, like, uh, yeah. And later know. at the graves, like, there's a big deal of Elena, like, crying and putting flowers on the graves, and Jeremy's just standing there. I know. He's, like, in the background. It's weird. Yeah. Even Alaric puts a rose on Aunt Jenna's grave, but I'm getting ahead of myself. First, Elena has to read Uncle John's letter, which is basically what you expect it to be except with bonus uncle john being like and i'll actually i'm sort of okay with vampires now yeah it's like oh good when it's no use to anyone this is like insane because up until like literally the moment that he decided to do this for elena he hated vampires like in this episode he hated vampires and like are we supposed to forgive all the shitty things that you did because like you decide to, like, write a self-righteous letter where you, like, forgive yourself and say that you were wrong all along. Like, no. I I, yeah. I don't buy it. And it seems yeah. really, like, a really weird and very quick turnaround. Yeah, his, his, like, whole thing is, you know, I know that I fucked up and I don't expect you to forgive me, but when you wake up, whether you're, you're human or vampire, know that I love you. Like, I've always loved you. Like, okay. I think he hired a ghostwriter to write this letter because <laughs> someone who's never even met him. It's so out of character. I know. There's nothing that Uncle John did to make me believe that he could write this. But yeah. I mean, 
But it was like, a nice letter. He's dead now. He sacrificed his life to save his daughter. So I guess we can like extend him a little bit of good feeling in this moment because we don't have to deal with him anymore. He's gone. And Elena gets to be a human. So he sucked in life, but he had a good death. Right. I think that during this is when the cover of Skinny Love plays, mm. too. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. And Beth said that this is where their <laughs> music budget went to, and this is why we had to hear all of the free cover songs. It's true. This was the only good song in the whole season. <laughs> it wasn't uh, the actual... It was still a cover, but it was yeah. an upgrade. <laughs> it's a good song. It is. It's not like when they had a male cover of running up that hill in like the first episode oh, yeah. that was so bad <laughs> oh my god yeah so the funeral is really small it's just elena jeremy stefan damon alaric bonnie is that it yeah i don't think caroline's there oh caroline is there oh is she yeah oh, okay. i remember now so it was it was really fucking sad elena yeah. was so sad Alaric and Jeremy weren't really reacting. Alaric did, like, look sad when he was putting the flower on Jenna's grave. Right. He, he looked like he was trying to hold in emotions. Yeah. Because he's a man. Right. But everybody's bummed. I don't remember if anybody talks in this scene. Or if it's just people laying flowers on graves. Yeah, I don't think that anyone actually speaks. There's also some, like, playing favorites with the flowers. Because... <laughs> Alaric just put one on Jenna's grave, whereas Elena put them on Jenna's grave, on Grayson and Miranda's grave, and it's like when they have the in memoriam at an award show and people clap more for some people than others. Yes. <laughs> it was a little weird, but... It was. Yeah. It was a very sad scene. I feel so bad for Elena. Like, she tried for this whole season to die so that none of the people she loved would die, and now, like, all these people... <laughs> died mm. yeah that sucks it does it was the exact thing the exact thing that she didn't didn't want to happen but that's life guess so and then our ending scene is a uh, stefan and damon having a little conversation out by like the cemetery gate and damon reveals his werewolf bite yeah this was sad he's like Listen, Stefan, Tyler Lockwood bit me. Actually, it was more like a nibble, but... <laughs> a nip? A nip, yeah, right. A nip slip. Um, and Stefan is really sad. He's like, listen, we're going to find a cure. We'll get this taken care of. And Damon's like, no, it's not possible. And Stefan's all yeah, like, he listen. tried when Rose got bit. Right, yeah. There was a cure. Right. And Stefan's like, we thought it wasn't possible to save Elena, but look, here she is. She's human. Mm -hmm. Like, we saved her. That was impossible, and we did it. We'll figure something out. Um, but Damon's not having it, so he's like, listen, just keep this from Elena. The last thing she needs is another grave to mourn. Then he turns around and, like, walks the other way, opposite of everyone. And that's such a weird line. Like, you don't mourn a grave. You mourn a person. Yeah. This is just very strange phrasing. It was. It bothers me every time I watch this episode. <laughs> like, she doesn't need another grave to visit or grave to cry at. Like, yeah. I don't know. Also, Damon is, like, walking deeper into the cemetery at this point, so it's it seems like symbolism. It Whoa. also reminded me a little bit of when, like... Damon was like the what was it the bird a crow oh the, yeah and he's in the <laughs> cemetery as the crow and it like I don't know and Wait, he was in all he black was the crow. so it seemed like 
I don't know, they were trying to be conclusive with that scene. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been so long since we saw the crow, and I don't think we ever see it again. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a theme in the creepy fog. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, that's the end of the episode. A lot happened. Yeah, this was the best one. Fuck Klaus and fuck Elijah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And I'm mad at Elijah. We're in a fight. Yep. I thought he was a man of his word. I really did. I trusted him. I guess if my brother had killed my sisters and then I was going to kill him and he said, actually, they're alive and I can tell you where they are, I would want to know. Right. But then again, my brother isn't going to like go on murder sprees. I don't think. And Elena is more or less, like, nothing to fucking Elijah. Like, he wanted to help her out, but only in so much that it helped him. Yeah. So that sucks. Elijah, we expect better from you. Bonnie killing it in this episode. When she was screaming her spells, I was just like, yes, girl. Oh, my God. It was so good. Mm -hmm. You tell him. She had so many good lines, especially that one where where, um, Elijah was like, well, you'll die. And she's like, I don't care. She's like, I "I need to get this shit done. And like, it's going to happen. And you are not ruining this plan right now. I've been living in a witch basement for (laughs) three months. I pretty much have been dead. I've been stuck in a basement with Jeremy for the past month. Where does her dad think she is? Because her dad is alive. We don't really know anything about her mom. Yeah. I don't know where she's been living since Graham's died. I feel like it's implied that she has, like, a kind of bad relationship with her dad because he didn't want her to get involved in the witch stuff. Yeah. But that was a long time ago, so everything could have changed. It's like, does her dad think that she's dead? Wow. That would be a good way to keep it from class. (laughs) Like, just have everyone think she's dead. Yeah. So anyway, Bonnie really redeemed herself for her sins this episode. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, if I really think back into the Lucas stuff, I'm still kind of mad. But she did a good job today. She mm. did. If only she could have finished the job without dying, that would have been good. But Klaus lives to see another day, and he is a true hybrid now. Oh, I guess, yeah. He is both werewolf and vampire. When was he gonna... It's weird that he, like, stopped transitioning when Bonnie was attacking him. Yeah, well, like, Greta had put the spell on Jules earlier to slow her transition. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of the same thing. I don't know. And I guess, like, the first change takes a long time, as we learned from Mason's diary. Oh, right. Right. And Tyler mentions that the transformations get faster as you go, uh, I think, last episode. Oh, yeah, and this is Klaus's first transformation Mm -hmm. ever? Yeah. Yep. So he has, you know, the first long one, and we'll see what happens with that, because there's still one more episode this season, even though this really felt like a season finale. It did. Yeah. When I, I knew that I was coming to do this episode, and I was like, well, all of this stuff must happen in the finale. I wish we were watching that one. And now I'm, like, sitting here wondering, like, what happens next episode? Like, what what hasn't yeah. been wrapped up? Like... The finale is good, and it, like, sets a lot of things in motion. I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, all of the huge dramatic action is in this episode. Like, you have sometimes have shows like Game of Thrones where the second-to-last episode in the season is where shit goes down. Like, Mm -hmm. the Battle of Blackwater is the second-to-last episode. Uh, 
spoiler alert, Ned Stark was like into last episode. Mm-hmm. But, and then the finale is like setting the table for the next season. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how this season is, which is unusual for the Vampire Diaries because the last episode usually is just like plot twist, plot twist, plot twist, cliffhanger. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I, like in my head, this was the finale. Yeah. So a little unusual for the show, but next one is a good one. Any predictions, Beth? Oh my god. Um, I think that Caroline and Tyler are going to start dating. Oh shit. I think that Matt like, has said his piece. It almost seemed like it was wrapping it up a little because I guess he left or whatever after he said he didn't want this part of his life. Mm-hmm. I really hope that he leaves the show. Mm-hmm. That's my wish. No comment. Good. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen with Klaus? Oh, God. I'm hoping that Klaus just made it up in the moment, and then Elijah finds out. But then he still can't kill him, so I don't know. That was, like, the only chance that they had to kill him. I guess he could do it again. Oh, wait, he I don't know. I was going to say... I was going to say that Klaus could do the spells again, but he doesn't need to. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to find out soon enough. Wow. Can't believe we're at the end of season two. Me neither. What episode number was this again? 21. Oh, yeah. So it was like 43 for us. Something Something like like that. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're so happy that so many of you have joined us so far. And if you want to engage with us... Uh, you can mystic follow us on Twitter. I'm doing this too early because we still have to answer our questions, but I felt like it was a natural segue. It was. It was perfect. But we'll get to that later. That's just a teaser because we have to determine who we want to punch. We do. Hmm. You have the honor of going first. Our oh, special wow. Guest. I wrote down three because... Wow. So I'm going to pick the one that I want to punch the most. That's good. It's Matt. <laughs> uh, I Matt, approve. Matt is just horrible. Like, Caroline is, like, one of the best characters. Like, every time that she gets a little bit happy with him, he's like, oh, like, my life is harder. I can't deal with this. And he told her mom that she was a vampire and then, like, wanted to not, like, discuss more about how that went and stuff. And he just, like, doesn't seem to value her feelings or what happens to her and he he doesn't make her happy if if anything like he ruins like good moments for her and it's just like annoying and I just like don't want to see that relationship anymore and that's why I want to punch Matt preach and it feels like that dynamic between them has been going on forever yeah it's so tired like just I, I don't want it anymore just like be a part you're so annoying together. And that's why one person sacrificed many lives, and I chose to punch Matt Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. Who do you want to punch, Claire? I want to punch Greta. Wow. Because this is her last episode. Uh, I'm sure I'll have opportunities to punch others in the future. So want to send her out on a high note. She just was, like, so passionately enthusiastic about helping Klaus mm-hmm. in a way that did not make sense to me. Because she is talking to Elena at some point, and Elena's like, please just let Aunt Jenna go. She's like, no, I have to help Klaus. It's going to be a new order. And she's just, like, 
also really taking a lot of pleasure in watching Elena suffer. Mm-hmm. It's like, what did Elena do to you? I know. Like, do you have a crush on Stefan? Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. She just doesn't make sense to me as a character. She is only here for a couple episodes, and maybe I'm just mad at, like, the people who wrote her because her motivations don't make sense. Yeah. There's, like, nothing about her relationship with her family before she went to Klaus and, like, why she's so chill about them being dead. I guess if Dr. Jonas Martin was my dad, I might turn out to be an asshole, too, but... (laughs) Can witches be compelled? I think so. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. Do you know? I don't know. I, I don't remember it happening to Bonnie, and why wouldn't they, you know? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out at some point, and if we don't, we'll just make up our own answer. Yeah, I agree with you that there's just not enough backstory for us to care about Greta, and it makes it, like, difficult to want to sympathize with her or even understand, what, like, what the fuck she's doing there. Yeah, and it's like... There was no point to the Martin family. Like, Klaus could have just had Manwich do everything. Yeah. And there was all this time we had to spend on them, and no payoff. Yeah, that is really fucking annoying. And they're all dead now, and I feel kind of bad for Luca, but... Only I feel bad for Luca, but the other two (laughs) can rest in pieces. Yep. What about you, Beth? I want to punch... Elijah. Oh, nobody's punching Klaus or Damon tonight. <laughs> I thought that Klaus would be the obvious one for her. I think well, I punched Klaus last week. My thing is that we know Klaus is bad. Like, we were expecting this. They've been talking about this fucking thing, I think, since season one, right? Like, we've been uncovering the pieces of this puzzle for a long ass time. I mean, the- I guess there were, like, maybe hints of it in season one, but the talk about, like, Klaus and the ritual didn't start until this season. True. But very early in the season. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been spending so much time on this. We know that Klaus is bad. What really shook me to my core was that Elijah, who has been touting himself as a man of his fucking word, just flipped like that. It was hard for me to deal with. So I want to punch him. Yeah. I'm down for that. Just not in the face. (laughs) Right. I'll punch him in the dick. Yes. I don't need that. I just need to look at him. <laughs> I don't think I would want to touch a thousand-year-old dick. I yeah. don't care how well-preserved it is. <laughs> and just think of all the places it has been. That's Well, with Elijah, I kind of feel like not many. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I get that vibe from him. He seems asexual. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Yeah. But, hey. I guess this is where I'm different from Elena, is I don't want to touch old dick. <laughs> You're the same in every other way. <laughs> yes. We especially look very much alike. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think we got some good punches in. I think so, too. And I think we all do want to punch Klaus, and we all do want to punch Damon, and probably Jeremy, too. But but if we have to pick We kind of always want to punch those guys. Yeah. I'm wondering if someday we'll need to do, like, a ban on Jeremy or something because we'll just punch him so many times. You can only punch him a certain number of times per season. Wow. (laughs) Then we'd have to really get creative. I would have have nothing to say. No one punched Jeremy today. I guess it's because he was like locked up in a house for the majority of it. Yeah. Remember when Jeremy 
like fucked up the plan royally when he broke into the tomb and freed <laughs> Catherine and lost all of the dagger ash. Well, can you imagine what might have happened if Jeremy came like and didn't stay in the house? Like where things would have went wrong here, like before they went wrong in the first place. Like I think he probably like tripped and fallen into the magic fire and died. <laughs> I feel like he would have been like, "Hey, Klaus, over here!" And then Klaus would have just fucking destroyed him with like a flick of his pinky, mm-hmm. or he would have been like trying to drag Bonnie away. And- <laughs> Got struck by lightning. <laughs> like Bonnie, you can't handle this. I'm gonna take you out of here. There were a lot of hilarious way Jeremy ways Jeremy could have died in this episode, and I'm sad we didn't get to see any of them. I know such potential. But Bonnie, I feel like Bonnie's victorious spell was made even better. The fact that like everyone was doubting her this whole time. Yeah, and she didn't even like struggle. Yeah, she just she had it. Yeah, she so did good. the damn thing. So she's like my opposite who you want to punch this week. Yeah. Like, who you want to high five? Ooh, I wonder if we should add a new segment for season three. Is Bonnie. Is Bonnie. <laughs> Allie, do you know why we say is Bonnie? I don't think super so. Fan? In uh, the very first well, episode, the embarrassing moment, I just slurred my words and I said is Bonnie. And we, <laughs> we haven't let it go. We haven't. Oh my god. Well, think so back good. to our first episode, to me, is so awkward. We, like, clearly were nervous and did not know what to do with ourselves yeah i can't listen to it i i don't even think i listened to it ever <laughs> we've come so far and now we're only slightly awkward and we still slur our words but we have done it too many times to be embarrassed about it anymore right so true it is funny it's funny <laughs> <laughs> all right so why are men wow here's where i want to talk about klaus that he has this like young woman under his thrall like in his thrall who's gonna like do his bidding and help him and he like doesn't even care that she gets her neck snapped yeah like he's not concerned at all and the thing about him wanting it to be three goddesses is just so gross and it's like three women to pave the way for my like transformation like I am this man who is going to take the lives of these three ladies to power myself up it just seems like a, a really over-the-top representation of, like, the patriarchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, like, so fucked up. And you could tell that he was thinking of, like, how his story will be told thousands of years in the future. Like, he was fucking writing his own story on the death of women. Yeah. And, and you just know he had a boner the whole time. Oh, right, yeah. The imagery, like, represented that, too. Like, that scene where, like, Elena is, like basically looks dead and he has like blood running down his face and he's like so happy and like transforming and I'm just like Mm -hmm. oh save it (laughs) keep it keep it (laughs) that's my keep it this week we love you Ira come on the show yes Um, please (sighs) so yeah that was my biggest wire men of the week but it was full of male buffoonery it was I think my biggest shock was fucking Damon saying that if Elena comes back, then he was going to stake her because he was so selfish that he couldn't deal with her hating him after he was the one who caused the situation in the first place. Like, it's so wrong on so many different levels. She doesn't exist to, like, cater to your feelings. Yeah. Well, he thinks she's not even your girlfriend. This is not about you, Damon. She's not even your girlfriend, bro. (laughs) (sighs) Damon and John were, like, the same in that, like, 
they didn't want to deal with any of like the consequences of their actions like john died and he like didn't want his legacy to be that he was like a total asshole who <laughs> hated vampires and let that like rule how he acted and how he murdered people and Damon made all these decisions and then he was like oh I can't deal with them if they pan out the way that they're actually supposed to and no one saves me from this it's just like it's annoying yeah mm-hmm. for sure and it's actually kind of funny that now that I'm thinking about it like all the people throughout the season who tried to murder themselves the biggest twist of the season is the one who finally does is Uncle John Gilbert. Right. Yeah, good point. So, good like, point. Dark Horse coming in from out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the thing with Stefan and Elena is, you know, their relationship is creepy and fucked up and I don't like it. But what's especially fucked up with Damon and Elena is what's fucked up with Uncle John is that it's this paternalistic, like, I want to make your decisions for you like little girl thing with with uncle john at least he is her dad Mm -hmm. and with damon it's like he wants to fuck her so that's really fucked up right so yeah they do have a similar kind of vibe towards her and it's especially creepy for damon even though i like him better than uncle john and uncle john's verbiage throughout the episode was really disturbing it was a lot of i'm not going to let her or like just him expecting to rule Elena when he hasn't fucking been around and treated her like shit for the most of her life. Yep. He, you know, came through in the moment where she needed it, but it doesn't negate, like, all the shitty behavior before, including that he has been her dad this whole time and never told her and never, like treated her as though he loved her no because she by the time he showed up on this scene on this show like she hated him yeah because he's a smarmy dickwad yeah (sighs) so suddenly he's he's her dad now and i don't know r.i.p uncle john you did one good thing in your life but you were also an asshole also if he loved elena so much why didn't he give her the ring earlier Right? Like, he didn't know she was the doppelganger and it wouldn't work on her. I know. Who's going to get the ring? I don't know. Yeah, you do know. Jeremy's going to just put one on each hand. (laughs) (laughs) A toe ring, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, part of Uncle John's letter was like, I'm so glad that now you will have the chance to live your life and have a child. And it's for that child that I give you this ring. I'm like, you don't know if she wants to have kids yeah. or not. And what if she has two kids? Is the other kid just fucked? Does she have to decide which of her kids she wants to protect? Uh, first is the best. Ugh. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. Men. Do we have anything else to say about men? Uh, we touched on all the Matt stuff as it was going on. Yeah. And Allie brought it up, too. So I think I'm good. I'm why are men doubt. Yes. All right. So who should have done it? Allie. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say Jenna and Greta. Oh, my God. I was going to say <laughs> okay, the same thing. Because this really? is... Yes. This is Jenna's first vampire day and her death day. And Jenna, like, one of the only people that she comes in contact with mm-hmm. is Greta at the beginning when she hasn't done, like, really horrible things yet. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. like There was tension. Yeah, there was. Yeah. So... It's not ideal, but that's that's my pick. All right. I mean, the only other person she's hanging out with is Elena. So. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> right. want that happening. And, Did... like, arriving jewels. <laughs> 
Yeah, and Klaus, like, no. Definitely not Klaus. Yeah, better Greta than Klaus. Yeah. Yeah, she deserved to have one last bang before she went. Yeah. They both died, so. She should have gone out with a bang. Mm. (laughs) Beth? Oh, God. Um, I'm getting really bad at this because I'm so disturbed by the events of the episode, it makes it hard to pick. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say Alaric and Jenna. Because I feel like they never truly healed their relationship before she died, yeah. right? Like, it was still all tumultuous. Um, we know that they like to get it on and eat some chunky monkey afterward. Um, I wish that they were to have a moment like that together. Yeah. How about you, Claire? God, there's, like, no good choices in this episode. No. Um... We're just giving Aunt Jenna the pity the pity vote yeah i feel like we've covered aunt jenna like i can't think of anybody else she should have done it with yeah (laughs) fair enough i mean jenna and anybody that she fancied would be a good choice but huh who else could have possibly done it that wouldn't have made me puke (laughs) because i want to say bonnie and somebody but nobody deserves bonnie in this episode no No. especially not jeremy i feel like i want bonnie to do it with her powers because i assumed (laughs) the power of 100 witches you could have a good time by yourself totes (laughs) like that's the only thing i can think of i'm sorry no it's all good this was a hard one that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) yes so bonnie like with lightning and wind going through the trees all crazy like just having a grand old time i'm here for it All right, one episode left of this season, and uh, there's still more to cover, still more to come. If you want to share your thoughts with us, now it really is time for Mystic Follows. <laughs> Hooray! Sorry for jumping the gun earlier. I was just so excited to ask you to follow us on Twitter at the BD Diaries because we do tweet maybe like once a week. It's very exciting. It's beautiful. But we would tweet more if you would interact with us. Right. And guilt trip you all. Give us some ROI. <laughs> Um, you could also find us on Facebook uh, by searching The Vampire Diaries Diaries. We are on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. And make sure to pay attention to our Instagram because we're going to post the picture of our special guest star, Rudy. Rudy the Mouse. Hey. And we are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yes, you can subscribe or follow us, whichever the appropriate term is for the podcast platform you're listening to and if you really love us you can rate and review or if you hate us you can rate and review we just love to hear about ourselves we do so hit us up tell us how much you enjoyed having Allie as a guest yay I loved it I will come (laughs) back anytime (laughs) thanks for joining us Allie you're the best thank you for having me it was a great time including meeting rudy <laughs> and the cop chase for rudy yeah yeah rudy's out there uh he's a little bandit oh <laughs> he's like a little aladdin stealing food because he can't afford it oh my god does rudy gotta have a tiny to live, gotta steal to eat tell you all about it when i got the time that's gonna be in my head forever now so good so if you have a mouse in your apartment I recommend using a humane mouse trap and putting a Hershey kiss in it. Even if it tells you to use peanut butter, that seems like it's going to attract ants. And don't kill it. Let it live its life outside of your house. Don't be like Klaus. That was beautiful. (laughs) Good night, everybody.
Mozzarella.